Hey, welcome back. This is Sapphic Stories, a podcast by Dipsy. I'm your host, Olivia, and today we have a very special episode. This is a behind the scenes of Raise the Bar. I have Faye with us, our CEO, and we're going to talk a little bit about how we made this series and why we chose to. The first episode of the series we made in 2021. I thought it was before that. I thought so, too, because the series feels very, very. pre-COVID. I know. I for thought for sure it was going to be 2019, but it seems they wrote this post year. It's kind of like a fantasy of our pre-COVID lives. I think, yeah, well, one thing we talk about a lot of Dipsy is that the Dipsyverse, as we call it, is a place where nothing bad ever seems to happen. Certainly not COVID. <laughs> not COVID. And I think people asked us a lot, like, are you going to incorporate that into your storytelling? Yeah. And the answer was no. Absolutely not. If I'm trying to fantasize, I want to imagine a world. <laughs> without, without germs. Without germs. <laughs> Certainly no without, germs. Without viral exposure. There's no, like, <laughs> microbial life. Totally. <laughs> I prefer it to be semi-aspirational reality in which nothing bad happens. And this feels exactly like that. And also feels very inspired by just, like, classic legal procedural shows. Totally. I think that was sort of the, the ask of the series. I remember brainstorming and being like, Let's just make a classic series. <laughs> Hard to set out to make something classic, but let's not Let's do... make it iconic. Let's, let's make, make it... it the best ever. Let's make it... Let's make... I ended We've the been dragging our feet. <laughs> we None of this bullshit. No more mid-stories. No more <laughs> brainstorming. We go in there and we're like, we want to make something great. We want to make something like, you know, I feel like there are a couple of classic tropes. It's like, professor. It's hot boss. Yeah. It's... That's all I can think That's of. Right all I think. That's <laughs> but it. those are some classic Dipsy series. <laughs> totally. And we hadn't done a queer series with like a work relationship, which people are always asking for. I think it's like our most successful first work relationship. In fact, it inspired us to make a straight version of this series afterwards. Right. Sometimes at Dipsy, we have a concept that we think is really good, like your boss and you're at a law firm and there's like this BDSM component. I mean, just good shit all around. And sometimes we'll, like, try it first in, like, the, quote, her plus him version and do her plus her as the other way around. We did raise the bar, and then we made, like, a straight version called The Firm. Which, later, which never hit as well as raise the bar. It's It works better, I think, in a queer context. Which is really interesting. We could unpack that. But I do want to say that I re-listened to a little bit of this um, as we've been making the Sapphic Stories podcast, obviously. But also, you know, I was looking back at the scripts. And I just think the series is really good. I think yeah. we— <laughs> I, I actually felt the same way reading them. I was like, whoa. And I'm always going to say that what we make is really good because I care about what we make. But I do think the series really hits and people do really like it. So I know I'm not completely crazy. Not the only one. But I think it's just sort of like has all the good elements of a good story. And you were saying that it has <laughs> your like very efficient storytelling. It's extremely efficient. Or like economical. Economic. Yeah, it's very economic <laughs> storytelling. Like I think... In the first setup, you're like, okay, you're at the law firm and you're talking to this third character, a friend, to get the context of where you are. So all the exhibition there is like in dialogue, which mm -hmm. feels a lot like easier to listen to than like, it was my last day at the law firm, like whatever. It's actually like you're hearing it in context and you immediately like recognize this context from like, it feels like you're in like the good way for like suits or like some other less dated reference right. <laughs> that feels the good way, crazy reference by me, where you immediately feel like you're like, oh, he's like the senior partner, like, or she's like the boss. She's like in charge and I'm just like the low, like the lowly associate, which is like a classic good power dynamic. Right. And then you quickly get into working on a case with Issa. So it's like a lot of not sex happens here, mm -hmm. but it's great character setup. This is the first episode. And then 
Issa is immediately kind of like dominant caring, but in a work context, totally. which like sets up beautifully like the sex you have later. I do think she is the perfect hot boss. There's there's this line because the dialogue has to do so much work in this series. This is a dialogue only series, right? Yeah, which I think was part of our wanting to make it feel sort of like a procedural TV thing. Like there's not there's more VO and TV now, but generally you don't have VO and TV. And so I feel like Issa's sexiness has to come through in what she says. And I feel like she's really doing that. Yeah. And this actress is great too. Yeah, she is wonderful. But there's like this moment where you, I feel like we're planting the seeds of her being this like soft dom very efficiently, economically. But So Alex is like, So do you like it here? It's what, month six? I think we're way past small talk, Alex. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Two things happening there. First of all, just like saying, like calling it as it is. Totally. Very sexy. And like setting up also quickly to listener, like there's context here. Yeah. It's not like this is like a total stranger. Like I think when you do these like obviously breaking the rules, power dynamic stuff, it's good to like set up some like good contextual safety and that does a lot of work. Right. I think it's interesting with the series too because the contextual safety is helpful. And in some ways it's like this story in real life. We don't really want to see this story play out totally in real life, but we still, in the fantasy, want to make it seem okay. Totally. Well, I think in the similar vein of, like, nothing bad happens in the Dipsyverse, we set up, like, okay, you, there's this hot boss you think has this, like, kinky side, and, like, also, she's super into you, <laughs> and she does. <laughs> like, win. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's no fallout from that. Where, like, I do think in the TV procedural version, like, in a world where you're trying to create, like, conflict-driven storytelling, which is, like, not really what we're trying to do here, Yeah, you would have, like, the promotion that she's up for, or actually, like, Alex or Issa's secretly married, like, totally. whatever. <laughs> Life-ruining affair. <laughs> totally, but there's no, like, hammer whatever dropping here there's no yeah. the other shoe dropping here it's yeah. just like the pure fantasy yeah it's which i think just like makes it so much easier to enjoy you're like i'm not worried about anything it does feel like sort of adrenaline inducing inducing to be like oh they could get caught this is off limits but you're like nobody's life is being ruined yeah okay and then moving through the story yes towards the first ever sex scene i feel like there's this other great moment that's just like the whole script is so tight is where we have the satisfying moment of Issa being vulnerable for the first time. You know, there's this whole other side to me. I have to keep it locked away. I wish I could show you that. Oh. It's like, I bet she does. <laughs> I wish I could tie you to my bed later. <laughs> yeah, Her vulnerable side. <laughs> dropping hints that I'm lightly into BDSM. Totally. It's just, uh, but totally. I, I think that's like, okay, we've now... They have this, like, intense relationship at work. Oh, no, actually, she's a real person. She's being a little vulnerable. Then they're going to have a moment of conflict. Classic storytelling. A little bit of conflict. Like, just the softest just touch a tiny of conflict. Bit. They get a little, like, rude to each other in the office. Yes. The case is intense, and Alex makes a mistake. And we have our first, like, direction in the script. It's, like, a little bit commanding. It's like, that's gonna <laughs> we're going to amp that up soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Just a little bit. Isa says, Alex, a little bit commanding. I love that. I love the direction. The, <laughs> those notes are so good. And then they get in this little fight. It's like, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen. Later. They're going to have sex. They're going to have sex. Twist. Plot <laughs> twist. They hook up. <laughs> and they go. Alex goes home. She gets a call from Isa. Isa's apologizing. And it turns into phone sex, which is kind of interesting. I feel like 
this because we also have this is like again a dialogue only story so there's none of that like in someone's head you don't hear mm-hmm. like Issa narrating the experience and so phone sex is a really good like first step in a story like that because like it those are the rules like there is no other thing happy it's just the phone call <laughs> you know <laughs> right and they have to be explicit with each other about like everything that they're doing like I'm doing this I'm doing that imagine me doing this right and so it really like makes that dialogue think but really natural versus forced and I think it obviously just works really well in this format of storytelling. Like it works well in audio to have these kind of phone sex things. Yeah. And sort of for some light BDSM, Isa has to be telling Alex what to do. Like otherwise they're just like saying what they're both doing, which I feel like is sort of like a weird vibe for like long continuous phone sex. I feel like somebody has to take the lead. Totally. And Isa is like, I'm lightly commanding. Totally. Of course I will. I do think that also phone sex feels like, and this is true of like having sex, I guess like on the internet or on a phone or whatever in general as it is. Like, not that it can't be vulnerable or intense or obviously really good, but it is a little bit, like, safer. Totally. Like, there's a thing, like, Alex can just, like, hang up the phone call. Like, there is just, like, a really easy way out. And so they're both opting in in this way that's kind of, like, an escalation. But, like, Alex is at home. Like, she's not in the office. I mean, up the stakes a lot really quickly the episode. But this sets, like, a really, like, safe little vibe for us that, like, everyone's having fun. Right. um, And is into it. Except imagine when you go to the office the next day. Ah, terrible. Luckily, there's no episode. <laughs> we don't do that. There's no episode of, like, the horrible, like. <laughs> we don't even do awkwardness in the Dipsy no. Bears. We're like, oh, we don't want you to be uncomfortable for a single moment. Totally. <laughs> totally. I do think it's interesting that this story works really well as a queer story, but didn't really hit as hard as, like, a, as a her plus him story. And we had, like, him as the boss. Yeah. And I think that it is because, like, this doesn't feel, like, quite as comfy. Totally. I think that with women, something of discussed on the pod. I think this actually feels really refreshing in a queer context because there's so much like queer media where characters are like, we've been friends for 1,000 years. We've never admitted our feelings for each other. And we are going to inch so slowly towards hooking up. And this is kind of like two women who are like, you're hot. I'm hot. You're really smart. I'm really smart. Hey, I really want you. You really want me? Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, we're really into BDSM. Like, it's so direct. Totally. And I think in in the queer context, that is really nice. Like we have a lot of like portrait of a lady on fire hookup energy. Of, right. Like, tragic. This yes. is sort of like just <laughs> Not fun. Not tragic, just fun. But then in like straight world of storytelling, we have so many stories like of this. Like, yeah. like this. So it's kind of like, oh, another one? Totally. You know? We're a lot of our top. I mean, Professor One, I think is pretty classic, but no, I do think that's true. And I think that it is the case that a lot of, like, queer media, you see more, like, we shouldn't. And, like, I don't want to be like this. And I can't tell my parents or whatever. <laughs> and it's, like, there's none of that. Yeah. There is no, like, they assume each other are into each other. Like, there's no. Totally. <laughs> it's, like, they skip right default to gay. <laughs> default kinky. Yeah. And so proved otherwise. Yeah. And I think that really feels, like, really fun and refreshing. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we start with phone sex after Alex or Issa has, like, just sent Alex home from work after she made a mistake. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Home with you. (laughs) (laughs) She goes home. They have phone sex. They hook up. It's great. It's great. Episode two. We pick back up. Alex has not told anyone. Back at the scene of the crime. (laughs) Of the flirting crime. Of the flirting crime. (laughs) Not the sex crime. Not the sex crime. (laughs) Back at the office. Back at the office. There's an office party happening. This also, again, feels extremely pre-COVID. Who has been to an office party? I know. I'm so shocked we wrote this in 2021. We must have been, like, fully nostalgic. So they're back in the office. There's an office party happening. 
And Alex goes upstairs to Issa's private office, which nobody even has private offices totally. anymore, like a cubicle. And they like so- a floating desk that they share with like four <laughs> other people. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. So she goes up to her office. The door is locked. They hook up. Also establishing the door can lock. The door. <laughs> the door <laughs> so <can> huge. <laughs> Door locking is a huge detail in Dipsy stories. I know we think about doors all the time. Somebody's like walking towards a desk and somebody's like, hey, wait a second. Lock the door. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's really realistic. I do feel like even in my own home, I'm like, close the bedroom door. Like (laughs) (laughs) I also feel like it clearly establishes what's about to happen. Exactly. It is the case too that of because we're not doing again, because of the lack of voiceover in this. It's like such an extreme version of she talks you through it. It's yeah. like they both are explicitly saying like what they're doing to each other, how it feels, <laughs> what they're doing to themselves. Totally. I think that that is kind of the like what happens in our sex scenes in general. Like I joke that if somebody talked this much during sex, it would actually be extremely disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> like there is there is such thing as too much communication. It's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just for one second. And it's like, oh, no, I'm touching your breast. <laughs> let me let you know. <laughs> I know. I know. I think also there's a lot of, like, describing each other's nipples in this. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're like, we want, well, because as a listener, we want to evoke for know. you what's happening. Totally. But it's like, there's no natural way. And I, I've come across this many times in writing <laughs> Dipsy scripts. There is no natural way to describe a nipple. Like, the less description the better. It just feels weird. Totally. Well, I think also like the sound, like the, we can't do that with sound. Like sometimes we can do with sound. Like <laughs> nipples. It's like you can't tell what you're kissing. Sorry. Right. Like, right. I do also love that Isa has a vibrator. I was just. At the I was just about to say. I was just about to say. <laughs> Isa has a vibrator, and not just at the office, in her purse. <laughs> First of all, she has a purse. <laughs> she has it with her at all times. <laughs> it's like, not just like in my locked office drawer. It's like in my handbag, and it's not like I feel like you know there are those like necklace vibrators for a while like they were like stainless steel like whatever I feel like that was a thing this is like a full vibrator in her bag totally which is I mean maybe a, maybe an office faux pas <laughs> maybe a little inappropriate <laughs> Upon a lawyer reflection. a lawyer bringing a vibrator in her bag just building a case a lot of my himself. briefcase it's like a stack of papers in my vibrator <laughs> so good I think it's just in there like fire me. is it in a bag in the bag or is it just like Totally. (laughs) But, you know, I think they're just, if you want, we have to balance having episodes where people are not just in their bedrooms having sex. Like, if every story was in somebody's bedroom, it would be boring. And then we want to take them to other places, but people use sex toys. So sometimes somebody has to have, for some reason, have the foresight. disbelief (laughs) a little bit with us here. Totally. A lot of suspension. Also, we do in this series, this is maybe a little bit too interesting only for us versus other people is we have like a little bit of like aftercare they kind of like affirm each other like that was awesome yes it was <laughs> that was sick. I love that I love that too you did great you did great <laughs> okay. a little bit of like compliment circle at the totally, end totally but then we also like in the first few like set up the next scene we do like these like really mm. light little like, next time, don't be so sweet with me at the end of episode one. Right. And then 
Alex at the end of episode two is like, that was just the start, wasn't it? And you have this like, <laughs> like we like lead into the next thing. And then for episodes three, four, it's all one scene. Essentially, we just like break in half. Right. I actually think that's a classic. I'm always saying that's a classic, but that is a. So, we do so many things. They're so classic. So classic is that every once in a while, Secret of the Trade will make a story. And we're like, the story is way too long. <laughs> what if it was two? Totally. And then we'll then we'll split the stories in half. That's the history, I'm pretty sure, of episode three and four, which introduces a game called yeah. Mercy mm-hmm. <laughs> between Issa and, and also Alex. also established that Issa is a little bit older. Yeah. We have a little hint in there. Because she owns a home? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when they're bringing up the game, Issa's like, I ever played the game Mercy. And Alex is like, my older sister played it. And then Issa's like, oh, right, I'm a bit older than you. Yeah, it's crazy that we dropped that then. I guess it was sort of maybe assumed. We have to just hit one more question, one more thought, go back in time and explain to me the title of this series. Okay, so I think that this actually wins the award for worst Dipsy title, (laughs) especially when you think relative to the success of the series. Like, some bad stories have bad titles, but this is a good story with a terrible title. The, the story of the title is that it's a bad pun, a weak it is, pun. It it's is like a- <laughs> the bar exam. I know, but also it's like, why are we raising it? It's not even, it's just kind of like that word is affiliated with law. And I think it's like, oh, raising the bar, like, these are, like, competitive, intense women. Mm. Like, <laughs> I guess. Sure. But I would say... I wish we could change it. No, it's too late. It's way too late. But maybe it's kind of charming. These five episodes, which are <laughs> fucking gold, are obviously available on the podcast. But there are more episodes of Raise the Bar on the Dipsy app. And there's more. I think there's more pillow talks. Yeah. So there is more of like Issa talking directly with. to you. Yeah. And then we have a couple more. I think this has a very similar energy to the Ticket series. Yes. Which is... Really good. And also on the Dipsy app. And there's, I think, 10 episodes of that as well. But yeah, we're making more all the time. So if you want more where this came from, check out Dipsy. Yeah. There's also a written series. That is also really fun. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, the whole Raise the Barverse, Raise the Bar universe, more where this came from on Dipsy. 